Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E, but there's a cure. Now through January 31st, join Planet Fitness for just $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after just one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends Tuesday, January 31st. See Home Club for details. Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. It's a show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Man, shit, chilling. I've been going through it, though, bro. What you mean? Shit. What's happening? My shop caught on fire. Nick, wh- what? Yeah. Yeah, then we had a, a family situation that, you know what I'm saying, was life life threatening but they're okay so it's, that's the one I know about or something else nah it's something else it's, it's just oh. happened like Saturday I was like shit so yeah I mean it's been it's been kind of rocky but shit other than that I mean the turnaround is shit I was able to get uh, a lot of work done in my apartments you know what I'm saying so I'm kind of geeked about that Got, you know, two of them almost done, so that's on a brighter note. But family good, everybody else good. Shit, it was good with you, bro. Hey, the family part is what's most important at the end of the day. So I'm happy to hear that, man. Um, yeah, man, just I'm I'm getting ready to go through it. So this episode's gonna drop the day before Thanksgiving. And by the time it drops, I will be no, that's not true because I've been dropping them at midnight, but when people listen to this they listen to it on Wednesday when they wake up or in the car, whatever the case may be. I'll be on the road to Tennessee, man, going to see our mama and grandmama for Thanksgiving and uh, handle some business while I'm down there at the same time. Emotional business. You know, I got to I gotta have some conversations with some, uh, with some folk. But, yeah, man, um, you know, I'm ready for the holiday overall. If I get an opportunity to do it, if I get an opportunity to do it, because I got a whole lot going on right now, y'all. If I get a lot opportunity to do it, I'm gonna redrop that Thanksgiving episode from last year for y'all to listen to on Thanksgiving Day. I'm probably not gonna have a chance to do it, just keeping it all the way a buck with you. But I'm telling you, <laughs> hit the archives. It's the third episode. It's called What's Happening with Thanksgiving Dinner. Fire. Hit it up. If I get to repost it, you'll get the notification on um, whatever day is that. Uh, Thursday, duh. <laughs> if I don't get it, you don't get it. Now, here's what here's what I'm going to also say, too. And I'm going to just ask Fred straight up right now. He shouldn't have an issue with it because I've dropped, you know, I've dropped, I've dropped clips of it in the past. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and do it. I'm going to also drop the video. On the Patreon. I told y'all about the Patreon last week. You probably already heard an ad before you, your boy started talking. <laughs> the Patreon is going to be ad-free listening, and it's going to be the video option as well. So feel free to tap in that Patreon. If you can watch me, Fred, and Naaman, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That episode is crazy. That episode is fire. So... Yeah. Tap into the Patreon, oh, five man. bucks a month, ad-free listening, video option. You'll be able to partake in the show, all of that. Tap into the link tree. It'll be in the show notes. The link tree is where you can find all of the show social media as well. So check that out. Um, we got a we got it. We got a full docket. Let's uh let's get into it. We're gonna start off with our rest in peace, man. Jason David Frank. We all know him as the original. Green Ranger. If you are, you know, my age range, you know, I was seven when Power Rangers first dropped on TV. And you talking about having a chokehold on everybody. Indeed. Bro, that was crazy. It, it was already crazy when the first five came out. You know what I'm saying? The, the red, blue, yellow, uh, pink, and black. 
that was crazy enough. When they came in with the Green Ranger off the top, that was crazy, man. But uh, Jason David Frank, who played the Green Ranger, uh, the very first Green Ranger, and then played the White Ranger and a, and a bunch of other roles as well on the show. His character was Tommy Oliver. Um, he passed away over the weekend, and uh, the reports are that it was suicide. You said what? Suicide. From him? Not... Yeah, that's what suicide is. <laughs> Did you not see? You not see that part? I didn't see that part. Yeah, man. And he he took his own life. Um, mm, that's hard. Yeah, man. Mental. I mental illness is is real. Yeah. Was there today? Was there like any underlying circumstances they think it may have been from? Not that I've heard, not that I've seen anything, but you know, it's just been an outpouring of people just like, like, whoa, like this was the guy, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I said, Power Rangers dropped when I was seven. I mean, you was five or just about to turn five because your birthday's it's a little later than mine. I think October. I think I know it's October. We just had this conversation. <laughs> it's November. <laughs> um, but I mean. Man, like everybody wanted to be a Power Ranger, bro. The video games, the shows, the movies, the toys, bro. Bro, the one thing I always wanted when I was a kid, man, I wanted the whole. Uh, there was the set of Power Ranger toys where it was the Power Rangers, but the heads could flip, right? So they could be like the Power Ranger, just like in their regular, like or they be uh, a yeah, Power Ranger yeah, suit, yeah, but they yeah, had the yeah. head out, but then you could pop the head back in and be their Power Ranger suit. But then the Green yeah, Ranger. The Green Ranger, his shield could come off just like it could on the TV show. And you could put a shield on somebody else, the, the little shield that he wore. Man, mm -hmm. it, 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 I mean, just they, like I said, the Power Rangers had a chokehold, man. And, and, uh, man, it's just sad to, to see that, you know, he took his own life. It's sad that he, you know, passed in general, but, you know, the, the fact that he took his own life on top of that, 49 years old, it's, uh, it's real sobering. So, Rest in peace to David Jason Jason David Frank. Forgive me for saying his name wrong there at first, um, man. And you know uh, the cries for mental help continue to be out there. You know I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I'm not in a position to diagnose anybody. But man, just you know, take your mental health seriously. You know you don't want to do. You know don't make a. Uh, it sounds so cheesy to say it, but don't make a permanent decision for a temporary problem. You know, it, it's it. It's sad that this has happened. Definitely. Um, man, let's let's uh let's move to Shanquella Robinson. So I know you've been looking into that. You have been seeing it maybe a day or two before I was starting to see it. Yeah, but um. For, for those that don't know the story, here's the long and short. She was uh, in Cabo uh, on a trip with friends, and I'm using quotation marks for those that are listening, with friends. Um, they told, these friends told her mother, told Shanquella's mother that she died of alcohol poisoning. And um that turned out to not exactly be the case. Uh, the death certificate showed that she had multiple injuries, including a broken spine. Um, there's some video that has surfaced uh, showing that she is being beat pretty aggressively, and it looked like she was, you know, naked in the beating as well. Um, it, it's pretty terrible. I know you got to see it a little bit before me, man. What What are you? What are you thinking? I mean, it's horrible. It's one, it just goes to show, you know, no matter who you call your friends, you know, you got to really know that the people that's in your corner, you know, the days of going on trips with people just because they can afford it and you think it'll be fun because y'all kick it, don't mean they really got your best interests at heart, you know? Yeah. Is because it's, I mean, it's sad and it's disheartening. No 
parent should ever have to go through that. You know, I think it's one thing to, you know, get that phone call of a tragic accident or, you know, if your kid heavy in the streets, you know, a, a night went bad. But to just think, you know, your child was supposed to be going on vacation with, you know, supposed friends to not return and then just get some kind of nonchalant story from them is even more wild. You know, yeah. I, I just can't imagine as a parent, you know, for a child to make it back to me and tell me that my child was the only child that didn't make it back. You know. Yeah. That's that's just rough. So I I mean I I feel for a parent, you know what I mean? Because that's like I said, that's just that's just disheartening. Um and at the same time I'm just trying to figure out why I get they was in Cabo, so it may be a jurisdiction thing, but shouldn't they be in some type of, because it just feel like they just out here too free, making posts and trying to tell their side of the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I ain't getting it. Yeah, man. You know, and, and you speak about the parent side of it, you know, to know that your child, that you've lost your child, has been um it's a pain that i can't imagine to understand that there is something deeper going on is play involved yeah i mean not to the degree of foul play but you know i've got a couple stories where you know i can i can relate you know I, i've shared it before on the pod you know my father was sick you know all of my life, basically, from the point that I was two until he uh, passed away when I was 31. He, he was always sick. But, you know, he never really, I think I've touched on this before, he never really, you know, sat me down and kind of explained what was going on. Um, and I think that it was in an effort to, I think he just kind of accepted not accepted, but he realized that he had been dealt the bad hand of cards, mm-hmm. and he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna weigh me down or try to hold back my life because of what he had going on. Um, you know, every time, you know, he and I would talk, and you know, man, I'm the kind of person I just move, 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 and like, you know, it might be a few weeks since since he and I talk, and then he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I was in the hospital, you know, two weeks ago. I was in the hospital for a week," and I was like, "Wait." what like stuff like that would happen all the time and it got to the point where i'd tell him like yo like you got to tell me what's going on and eventually right. it got to the point where he'd be like yeah i've been in the hospital for like you know for three days but i should be going home tomorrow it got better over time um but like i'm his only son so like if i didn't know <laughs> could nobody do nothing you know what i'm saying right. um but I, I i i go back to the, i bring him back up to say you know, I remember, you know, when he when he passed away. So first off, he had gotten sick and um he was in the hospital, he was sleeping. Um and um uh, the doctor came in and said, you know, do you have any arrangements made yet? And I was like, No. He goes, might be it might be time to start looking for some arrangements and like for him to say that to me bro my dad had been sick so much it's just like i mean he gonna get out of here like it was just like unreal to hear that right right um and then and then you know lo and behold they, they thought he was on the mend um and um they ended up giving him dialysis. He had kidney failure. That was the, the big thing that happened when I was two. They gave him dialysis, and that's when it, it just he just took a turn for the worse at that point, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, it was a Friday. They called me. The hospital called me, and they were just like, hey, you, you might want to, you know, you might want to come down. We, we expect them to pass tonight. And I'm just like, what? 
Like it was just crazy. And then I got there and they were like, listen, like we got to know what you want us to do in this situation. Um, you know, he's got this going on. He's got that. He's got this. He's got that. He had this surgery. He had that surgery. He had this pacemaker and just like all the stuff had it happened to him. And I had no idea. He never let me know. And I remember at that point, it went from like, my dad had always been sick, but just like, he was just sick, right? And it right. was like, in an instant, it was like, whoa, like his death is actually imminent. And then he ultimately passed the, the next morning. But it was just like, even though there was this 30-year buildup of him being unhealthy, it still felt unreal because I was never really abreast as to specifically what his challenges were. Right. So long, drawn-out story to say, I can't imagine what that kind of pain is to learn that it wasn't an actual, it wasn't a tragic accident that something heinous had actually happened. Um, you know, the other thing I was thinking about, man, I give, I give you grief and I give people grief in general about blaming the media for stuff. And outside of local media, I'm not seeing the story at all. And that's alarming. Like local media, like in that North Carolina market, like uh, go ahead. You're you're not going to see much media on it, unfortunately. Um, and it's just more so because nothing. It, it, to my point earlier, nothing's really happening to the people. You, you know what I'm saying? So right. it, it's like, how do you cover a story or keep covering something where there's nothing extra happening? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now, if they go after and prosecute these kids or whatever, you know what I'm saying, for what happened, then you may start seeing coverage. You may start seeing trial, you know what you I'm know saying, what? dates coming up and things of that nature. But unfortunately, the story doesn't bleed any further. There's no coverage. You're right. I Because as you mentioned that, I'm remembering now that the Ahmaud Arbery thing, when he was murdered, that happened in February of 2020. But I didn't hear about it until July. Same thing with Breonna Taylor. That happened in March of 2020. But I didn't hear about it until late June, early July, something like that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. once... Once things kind of ramped up, that's when you saw it happen in the national media space. You are right about that. Yeah, it, it, they, they say, you know what I'm saying, I, I forget how they say it, it was something about um, if you don't bleed, you don't lead or something of that nature. So basically stating that if there's nothing more to it, then they're not going to cover it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the same way, like, if someone goes missing, People are like, well, why, why ain't the news showing it? Why ain't the news reporting it? It's not until it becomes alarming that they say something, you know, 20 days or, you know, once it gets excessive. But within the I first you. week, you know what I mean? They're not going to say nothing. I so it's, it's just kind of in that nature. But, it, but it's unfortunate because not only should the media be picking it up, you know, the state should be picking it up. But like I said, because it was across, you know what I'm saying, borders, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, I don't know if there's a whole lot the state can do unless there's something that says it was premeditated here in the states, you know what I'm saying, to, to take her over there and commit murder. And it's not something that just happened as they were over there. Yeah, you know, and, and you saying that, that makes sense. I'm remembering, I didn't remember, I don't remember this happening in real time. And I only remember, it's only top of mind somewhat right now because I recently uh, part participated in a poll on the, uh, on the You're So Quiet podcast with uh, Chelsea Brown. Um, but for October, she did like a spooky season type thing. And it was like real life horror stories. And she asked people to participate. And I remembered. Uh, Bison Daly he used to play for the Detroit Pistons. Um, he just kind of up and retired out of nowhere. Um, 
bought a boat. This is a paraphrasing story. Feel free to look it up. Bison Daily. Daily spelled D-E-L-E. Um, basically, uh, he was out on the boat. Um, the skipper or whoever that person is because called to drive the boat. Um, and Bison Daily and Bison Daily's girlfriend were on the boat with Bison Daily's brother. Um, they all left together, but only the brother returned. The bodies are believed to be at the bottom of the sea of the other three, um, and it's believed that he shot him. And then uh, he killed himself when basically all the evidence was pretty clear. He gave a story that didn't make sense. But yeah, so um, what did you say? What made me think about more evidence? Basically, it was over the border. <laughs> so Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was out of the country. Sorry. That Bison Daily situation didn't happen out of the U.S., so it took... It took the FBI and whoever it was, you know, some time to really dug up, to really dig up the information. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. And especially in places like Mexico and these, um, you know, southern, uh, we get exactly the exact term of it, but it's like a south. Eastern, you know, saying countries or whatever you want to say, they they don't really cooperate with us. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't have to and they don't feel the need to. So a lot of times when it comes to investigating stuff like that, we're on our own with it. You know what I'm saying? Unless it becomes something or it causes an issue for them, then they may want to help get it done and over with or figure it out because yeah, it, you know they can't have that type of publicity or that type of issue if it's bringing a cause. Like, for instance, if if that death was, you know, saying like, say all five friends went out and this one came up missing, just like, hey, she went on a date with a guy and she didn't come back from the date. We're looking for her, so now it's, it's like, okay, don't travel to Cabo. So now they're losing. A, you know what I'm saying, immense amount of money because Travis like women coming up missing over there, we cool. Now they'll help get to the bottom of it because it's it's causing an impact in their, you know what I'm saying, culture and society. So right. Yeah. I mean, so you know, they got the death certificate from, you know, Mexico from Cabo. And that's where, you know, everything began to really kind of rise up. So I don't see why Mexico would would be harmful in helping us. Or, or or trying to figure out what's going on because they don't have no skin in the game. It was a maid that found uh, that found Shanquilla's body. So, you know, I mean, I think we got more to see on that one. Um, you know, rest in peace. Hopefully it's sad. Demanded justice. Absolutely, and it might, you know, it might take a while. Um, the cops that killed Breonna Taylor just got arrested. We talked about that happened in March of 2020. They just got arrested in July. Um, um, yeah, but what I'm hoping in this situation is that these are young kids, you know what I'm saying? I hopefully it, it either way that they sold, you know what I'm saying, a lot faster to where one of them come out with some, some new information, you know what I'm saying? Um, because I just don't see a lot of kids, especially the ones that she was with, being this these type of people. You know what I mean? Like just and can live with it. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Um, you know, rest in peace to the young lady. Yeah, my heart goes out to that family. Um, there've been a lot of donations to that family. Uh, through the GoFundMe, yeah, I saw through. I, I saw the, the the GoFundMe myself. Looks like Kyrie Irving donated sixty five grand in in multiple donations. Uh, that's the for those that may not know. I'm sure everybody knows who he is by now. But basketball player for the almost in New Jersey Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. John Laguerre, he is the he is or was the CEO of T-Mobile. Um, he put he put up a few grand, uh, maybe maybe ten or twelve grand. Uh, I saw some other noteworthy people. I can't think of their names right now, but you know, they were able to raise a lot of money for that family to help 
you know, with the final cost and, and things of that nature. So, um, you know, looking forward to seeing the truth come out and uh, and getting her justice. Yeah. All right, man. Last story on death. And, I, and then we done with death for the week. Um, so this article got updated since I sent it to you. Uh, but um, Alabama was set to execute a man. The jury voted 11 to 1 to give him life in prison. But the judge overruled that. The man's name is Kenneth Smith. Um, the judge overruled that and said, nah, death penalty. So the part that stuck out to me was what's the purpose of the jury? If 11 out of the 12 can say life in prison and the judge can just come over the top, like, what are, what are we doing? Now, I am not, I am not a, um, I'm not a proponent of the death penalty at all in any circumstances. Um, that comes from you know, really my Christian beliefs. I, I hate saying it like that, but, you know, there's more freedom in depth than there is punishment. Like, you yeah. can... Yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not about to preach, but, you know, in the Christian faith, you know, you, you confess with your mouth, you believe with your heart, you good, right? <laughs> so what that means is, and this is what I believe, and I'm again, I'm not trying to preach to anybody, but this means that you could realistically commit a crime. And this man committed that crime in 1988. Uh, he killed... I forgot the lady's name, but it happened. The 1988 killing of Elizabeth Sennett. Um, it is quite possible that he has changed his views on life since 1988. It is quite possible that he's a... Exactly. Um, it is quite possible, quite believable that he's a different person from that time. Hell, I am a different person uh, from the person that I was in 2020. Like... <laughs> Keep it a buck with you. So what I'm saying is, is that because of that, there is no punishment for the crime and death. You may see death as the ultimate punishment. It might be, but there's still more freedom in death than there is uh, in life. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, that's a good way of putting it, for real. Never looked at it that way. Um, when did they catch him for this crime? That I don't know. I was not able to find that. Um, <sighs> so, and, and, and what I should say is that it was actually stopped, but it was because the time and the warrant in the process of what you have to do, everything you have, they, they weren't able to get it done. So they couldn't put them to death. Um, let me find this part of the article because I want to make sure that it makes sense. Say it again. See, that's crazy. Yeah, Kenneth, Kenneth Smith's execution by lethal injection which would have been the fourth execution in the USA in the US last week was sidelined after its administrators faced issues finding a vein to set an intravenous line. We tried several locations on this body. The thwarted procedure highlights critics questions about Alabama's ability to adhere to its own death penalty protocol. The case in which the trial juries 11-1 vote for a life sentence was overruled by a judge imposed punishment of death. Also comes as jury recommend recommendations are in the national spotlight for Florida for the Parkland shooting. I'm skipping a little bit more. Um, this is the part I want. Smith had been scheduled 
to be executed at 6 p.m. for his role in the 1988 killing of Elizabeth Sennett, but the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals granted him a stay of execution just hours before his death warrant was set to expire at midnight. The state then filed an emergency appeal with the U.S. Supreme Court, which less than two hours before the death warrant was set to expire, returned its decision vacating the lower court's decision and granting the state the ability to move forward the execution. So the so judge Supreme overruled it. Court agreed. So the judge overruled it. The state court said overruled the judge, but then the U.S. Supreme Court said, nah, 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 kill that man. And who is this lady? Elizabeth Senate, I don't know, bro. Nineteen eighty. I, I mean, Elizabeth Senate should. The way you say that, like we supposed to know who she. I need to know who she is for I'm the read, Supreme Court to be I, like, hey, look. He <laughs> said the way you reading it, you crazy. I'm no, I'm just saying, like, just think about it. For the state to be like, which is another crazy part too, but for the state to be like. No, let's not do this. And the Supreme Court to step over them and say, nah, that judge right. Go ahead, do that. Either she had to be a very important lady or it's well, something more to the situation. Well, the article says that the three liberal judges voted against it, but the other judges are the ones that approved it. So they either got a 5-4 or 6-3 Republican uh, conservative majority to go ahead and kill them. Um, I don't necessarily know that that means that the that Republicans are okay with the death penalty. <laughs> um, I think most people in general are not. Um, but the, the CNN article made sure to, to highlight that the three liberals voted against it. There's a chance that John Roberts, who's the he's a conservative, but he's more centrist than he's like a center left. I'm sorry, center right more so than a than a right right, so to speak. Uh, I was trying to find the article, trying to find out who this Elizabeth Senate lady is, and I can't find any information on her. Uh, I guess she was the maybe she was the wife of a pastor. Uh, I don't know. Um, I can't find any any good information for. Her. But I mean, I guess he's still gonna uh, eventually be executed. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't love the idea. I already went through my tirade. I don't love the idea of the death penalty. At I mean, all. I don't. I don't. It doesn't bother me about the idea of the death penalty, but I just feel like you know, it, if it is, let it be something. You know what I mean? That is worth it. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying, you know, I know what saying? What you're saying. one life and, you know what I'm saying? So we take another, but, you know, mass killing, you know what I mean? Like, somebody that may do harm again or could possibly do the same amount of, you know what I'm saying, catastrophic harm that they did the first time again. It's somebody I can see you putting down. Like, for instance, you know, if this arms dealer that Russia wanted to trade for is that big of an issue or a problem, he should have been put down in the first place when you got him. Like, it shouldn't, he shouldn't even be optional to be talking about right now. You know what I'm saying? But that's just my opinion. If he's that, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about, so all the listeners can keep up, you're talking about the 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 guy that the Russians want in a, in a, in a prisoner swap for uh, Brittany Griner. Yeah, the arms dealer, whoever, you know, if, if he's that dangerous of a person, you know what I'm saying? He shouldn't even be an option on the table right now for Russia because he should get the death penalty. He should have had the death penalty, you know what I'm saying, when we got him and tried him and the whole nine. So, I don't know. Justice systems backwards. Yeah, I think you're saying... Like, if he's that big of a criminal and we didn't kill him, if he sold guns to terrorists that killed thousands of people, 
Why yeah. are we trying to kill this guy to kill one person? I think that's what yeah. you're trying to say. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, uh, to me, in, in a sense, that he's worth getting, you know what I'm saying, lethal injection before by proxy, somebody. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But we got people who didn't kill one person all day long to serve in life in prison. You know what I'm saying? What makes him so much different? Because he did in 1988 versus 2020. I mean, like, I mean, it sounds like it's because he did it in Alabama. I mean, that, that might have a lot to do with it in 88 killing somebody in Alabama. But, yeah, but at the same time, you know, and then at the same time, you know, I, I would also question did, did, is, is Kenneth, what's his name, Kenneth Long, the second? No, it was Kenneth. Smith? Kenneth Smith, that's the judge? No, that's the guy that did the murder. Who's the judge? Uh, they never gave the judge's name. Uh, well, I want to know. Kenneth is said. a white man. Huh? Kenneth is a white man. I think that's where you get ready to go. No. Nah, oh. I just want to know if the judge still going to be the judge, you know what I'm saying, when all these positions change after that election. That's my question. <laughs> I mean, when you got people like that overriding what the jury say, I don't think he should have a job anymore. Yeah, but if it was an appointed position, then there's nothing that can be done. Yeah, but it did sound like this was in regular court. This wasn't that no Supreme, the Supreme Court was the one that overrides the state. But if it's a federal court, that means it was a presidential appointee. And that position is for life unless they take another position like a Supreme Court. I don't know. Now you got me wanting to dig deep and see who who, <laughs> who appointed them and things like that. But yeah, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that one, man. Um, I do not. Yeah, I, I'm going to leave it alone. No more death. We done with death for this episode, y'all. First half hour or so, but we done with it. Let's go to uh a little politics since we already talked about it anyway. Um, I didn't see you any articles on it, but did you see Nancy Pelosi says that she won't uh run to be the Democratic leader in the House anymore? No, I didn't see that, but I mean, I don't think she hurt nobody's feelings. Is. Well, so here's what's interesting. The Democratic Party has been at this weird point where they can't get anything done because there's this one wing of the party that's like super liberal that wants to just go all the way to the left. And then there's this other part of the party, which is like a lot of the older Democrats that still try to be like that moderate centrist type we want to be for everybody. Um, and like there's a lot of infighting within the Democratic Party. Whereas with the Republican Party, there's not really nearly the degree of, of infighting that you see uh, on the Democratic side or the left side. And so with her stepping down as the leader, and she's saying that like, well, not stepping down, uh, but she's saying that she won't run to be leader of the party anymore. And then James Clyburn, who's the third in command, he is saying that he won't run for a leadership position anymore. And I think the second person in command is like still wanting to run, but he's ready to, I don't know. And I also forgot what his name is anyway, but it represents a change in where the party could go. And that's what's, what's interesting. So something I didn't realize is that Nancy Pelosi first got elected to the House uh, in 86. I think she, uh, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> she, and she, she, she became, they said she was, uh, she became a, a congresswoman in 1987, which mathematically speaking, that would mean that she won her seat in 1986. Um, and she is 82 years old now so she started in 87 and she's now 82 that's a long 
long time. Hey, she been aged college. well though. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought she was in her eighties. I mean, she's bro. There ain't no way in the world I'd have thought that. Yeah. Like, like buying, I'd have think all day. Like, oh. yeah, he <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trump, any of them jokers, they could pass for a quick eighty. You know what I'm saying? But I would. Well, Biden just turned eighty yesterday on Sunday. Which I, I thought he was older than that, but I guess look. not. He by an agent like Chicago mayor. <laughs> Man, we gonna leave Lori alone. Excuse me. <laughs> sneezing on the podcast. That's crazy. That's how y'all know we're recording. Stop sneezing on the podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. Nah. I mean, I, I never thought that, but I mean, shit. She, Man, she been in politics long and I've been alive, G. It's time to retire. Look, let it yeah, go. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's really evident to me, you know, people are talking like, man, like, we really need term limits in the U.S. House, in the U.S. Senate. People say we like... We Hell yeah. But that really, like, crystallizes what it means, right? So we just talked about when we did our bonus episode here in Michigan. They, we, just, we just changed the term limits. I guess we didn't talk about what actually happened at the end, but we just changed term limits to Michigan. So right now in Michigan to be in the state house, it used to be you could be in the state house for three terms and a term is two years and you could do the state Senate for two terms and the state Senate seat is a four year term. Um, now we just changed it to where it doesn't matter how many times you do uh the state house it doesn't matter how many times you just say senate but it's no more than 12 years in total so that actually shortened the time that somebody could be in the state legislature like by two years, years. yeah mm-hmm. and like to think that i i was born in 86 bro that means literally she spent the first four months of my life campaigning won her seat and then a two-month break between campaigning and being you know inaugurated or whatever it's called when you when you take your oath for the house and she's been in the house ever since my entire life your entire life yeah as i said before i was born bro like uh, her name her weight through that bitch at this point And you know, a lot of people say like there should be age limits. I, I don't I don't agree with age limits because I don't think ageism is a thing that we want to get into. But term limits, absolutely. I mean absolutely. here's my thing, and, and I can see a reason in age limits because one age limits will help shorten terms because you know what I'm saying, you won't be able to start until a certain time. So then, therefore, your longevity, you know what I'm saying, isn't always going to be there because you only get a certain amount of time and you're going to be hitting a certain age by that time. You know what I'm saying? That's going to put you generally in the later years. But I also don't think age is a bad idea. Yeah, young people can have great ideas and can be some great leaders, but there's far few in between. You know what I'm saying? Well, so we do have an age minimum, at least for the presidency. You got to be at least 34 years old to run for president. Um, And I don't necessarily love that either. An age limit, an age limit law of any form just seems shaky automatically. I, I mean, I wouldn't say, I can't say that because I, I couldn't say I would love the day I seen an 18 or 22 year old president. Okay. I, I, I feel that right at the same time. Well, and that'll just, I'll just get off topic at that point. If somebody <laughs> were to run for president at 18 and if they were to win to me, that could only happen if there was a high level of disengagement and in, 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 into our politics to a degree that, like, it's unrealistically uh, disengaged. Like, because 
it's pretty disengaged now. Realistically, um, you know, we talked about it. Twenty eighteen, that was the record year <laughs> for voter turnout for eligible age voters, and that was only fifty three percent. I mean, I just gotta imagine that if there are that many people paying attention to what's going on in real time, there's no way that an 18-year-old would win. Because to your point, the reason why you wouldn't want it is because they just wouldn't have the requisite experience to be able to relate to Americans of all ages. Like when you're 18, you get it's hard to really fathom what a 42-year-old, you know, father of three is going through. Not impossible. Maybe you maybe you got some stuff going I mean, on. You can sympathize with them, you know what I'm saying? Or you may have seen it from an outside looking in perspective. You know what I mean? Because you may have once been one of the three of the 46-year-old father. You know what I mean? Because so you 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 can have that perspective. And, I, and I'm not saying that, you know what I'm saying, there won't be ability to sympathize or be relatable. You know, but at the same time, I think decision making isn't going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like the the critical aspect of things, you know what I'm saying? The logical aspect of things won't be there. It's not, you know what I mean? An 18 year old will react off impulse way faster than they react off logic, facts, or, you know what I'm saying? Critical thinking. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's where things will get, you know what I'm saying, into a, a bind if we had somebody at a younger age who, you know, this one could be high head and yeah, this one could be level thinking. But, you know, one may be logical and one may not be. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, to me, that would be missing and and I feel having somebody older is just gonna be more well rounded. Yeah. And the ability. What I would say far as age limit, I think after you've reached a certain age, there shouldn't be, you know, a chance of you running. You know what I mean? Like just it if you 75, 80 years old, I mean, what are you really contributing? In, in real aspect, you know what I'm saying? What are you contributing? And, and, and what what is the purpose for you to want to, you know what I'm saying, take that high stress level of a job? I mean, I can see is I've been in politics all my life and this is, you know what I'm saying, what I jumped in for from the beginning. But I don't think you really are adding or, or you know what I'm saying, you're not as valuable to a country at that age as you would be maybe between 34 and 65 or 34 and 70. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. You know, I... um. I think at that point, it's just relative to the person. You know, I think that, you know, hey, I do it often enough, might as well do it again, right? Y'all know I like wrestling. And, you know, Vince McMahon only just retired because of, you know, his lawsuit, his, his, his lawsuit drama. Uh, he was being investigated uh, about every, the way he was spending money. But looking at him from a business perspective, you know, at 77 years old, he was still writing or, or, or creating content for, he was head of creative for, you know, all of his shows, the, the final booker for all of his matches, the, he was still signing incredible business deals, got a massive deal out of, out of Peacock, got a massive deal out of Universal. He sold the WWE Network, which is what he started himself they just built their own streaming service he sold the u.s version of that to peacock for two billion dollars so i mean there's a difference with that and and don't get me wrong i you know what I'm saying? there's great points and you know what I'm saying i have some you know what I'm saying valid points but the difference is he's been in that bag 
and only one in that bag. You know what I'm saying? Like he, once he got into that bag and was doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? That's what he does. You know what I mean? I can see if it, if we didn't trade this position off every four to eight years, you know what I'm saying? You're taking over from somebody else and trying to, you know what I'm saying, keep keep the wheels rolling while, you know what I'm mm. saying, patching, repairing, and replacing, you know what I'm saying, all at the same time. It's it's not the same because he's been in that same, you know what I'm saying, kind of role for a while. You know what I mean? So at one point, it, it's natural and it's easy. You know what I'm saying? That's that's like right now, if, if I if I put you inside of a store and say sell these phones, I don't care how long it's been, it, that's you're going to easily hop right into it and just, you know what I'm saying, get to it. That's it's not saying. in the same sense with, you know what I'm saying, being a president or being a CEO of an organization or a company, you know what I'm saying? It, it, that's not the same because, one, each person that's been in your role hasn't taken this over in the same manner. You know what I'm saying? We haven't been in the same position with each president once they, you know what I'm saying, gotten sworn in and took an office. So right there alone is going to make a difference. You, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's why I say I, I can see putting a cap age on it because you're going to want somebody, you know what I'm saying, spunky on their toes that's, you know what I'm saying, able to take over and roll with it, you know what I'm saying, while keeping it afloat and trying to elevate it. You know what I'm saying? And not saying you can't do that in your older age, but it, at some point you're going to be like, look, you know, you're just going to resort to what you're comfortable to. You're not going to maybe take some risk that is needed as somebody between that 34 to 70-year-old to age may say, you know, hey, you know, we know what the options are. We know what the risks are. It, this is one we're just going to have to take. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes being 70, 80, you be like, ah. And then you miss out on something that could have been real reward. You know what I mean? And, and it, it goes both ways, but it's it's just one of those things I think I can see is putting a a cap to the to the ending age, you know what I'm saying, before I would say the beginning age, but I still wouldn't want the beginning age being too young. Yeah, you know, I think, so, I mean, honestly, when it comes to the president, it's just for people to get engaged and, and, and nominate better candidates, and it won't change until, until that happens. Um, but we got term limits. Once you get it, you can only be in there twice. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that that Congress and that Senate, that's that needs to be looked out at for real, for real. Um, so you to know, he should be on the same kind of sequence as either the president or maybe less. You know what I mean? How you got people that's in there looking at the president like, ah, uh, you gonna be gone a little bit anyway, player. We just roll with it. <laughs> you know that's what I'm exactly saying? what like, happened. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll fight this until you're about to hear. We're not worried. You know what I mean? And and that's that's really what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, and you need uh, some some fresh people in those seats, probably as often as you need them in the presidential seat. So, so the answer for us is voting your primaries. For sure. Man, we got a few more topics. Let's go ahead and crack into them real quick. Um. $200,000 for Steve Jobs' old Birkenstocks. Now, if y'all don't know what Birkenstocks are, they shoes, they sandals. That's the big, ugly Jesus sandals with the with the, uh, with the the fish and, and loaves of bread, you know, strap on the top. Um, tour to your feet. Yeah. And it's probably as comfortable as all get out, so we can talk about them all we want to, but... We're talking about a billionaire who loved them, Jones. You know what? So here's, here's when I saw this, my first reaction was, ugh. How the hell you want somebody's shoes? 
for two hundred thousand dollars. First off, they were expected to sell for only like sixty-eight thousand. Um, let me find it here. They were expected to make sixty thousand and sold for two hundred and eighteen thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars, and it's acquired with the NFT. So that means every time they sell going forward, the person with the NFT gonna get paid again. That's crazy to me. But then I thought about it. I thought about it. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. If somebody said nineteen ninety eight game six, Michael Jordan shoes where he crossed the Byron Russell and made that jumper to win championship number six. That's going to go for some cheese. If somebody said the shoes that Kobe wore in his final game against Utah when he scored 60 on them boys, that's going to go for some cheese. Um, uh, somebody said the same shoes that Joe Jackson smacked Michael out of when he did his spin wrong. They're going to go for some cheese. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, did somebody buy some old... Sorry, did somebody buy some old Elvis draws recently? Um, I don't know, but it wouldn't shock me. You know what I'm I, saying? Like, I think somebody bought some old Elvis draws and they had a stain in them joints right there, dog. Hey, he was out there hustling. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't taking no showers. He's hitting shows. You know what I'm saying? Hitting hoes and ain't making bread. You know what I'm saying? But. <laughs> I mean, and that's when you send it to me, you like, what? I'm like, I mean, it's normal, you know what I'm saying? There ain't much you can get of Steve Jobs, you know what I'm saying? The the, the founder of, of Apple, like you know what I'm saying, it's just it's another high-end celebrity for somebody else. And the the beauty mm-hmm. to it is that person created the value for them shoes, you know what I'm saying? Because they was expected to sell for 60. Now they sold for two hundred eighteen thousand. Now the value set. Mm-hmm. So anybody that come gonna have to come harder. You know what I'm saying? And and it goes on and on, and you know what I'm saying. Just like anything, even in shoes and clothes and alcohol and everything else, there's always gonna be some top end. You know what I'm saying? Only certain amount of so many made. Oh, this person had it. That's gonna be worth bread. So I think they must have be they must be in uh, a museum or somewhere now because it looks like the auction actually happened in 2012. But they 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 some they some um you know some uh there's a color of wheat bread in them drawers, you know. What I'm and uh, it looks like it's in 2012. They were expected to to gather fifteen thousand. I think they landed in a in a museum. It came up recently in the news. Maybe it was just a meme about them draws. Maybe that's what it was. Who knows? The internet is wild. <laughs> it but is. Listen, they stuck in my head just like they stuck to them draws. I ain't gonna even. Yeah, I was wrong man. for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Last thing. It, this was just an ad that I saw on Facebook that I sent to you. And I'm just read the ad. Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield join teams to release ear-shaped edibles. Is this for Halloween? No. It's cannabis gummy called Holy Ears. And it's Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. For those of you that may not remember, in 1997, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield had a match. Mm-hmm. And in that match, in that boxing match, Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear off. And now they're selling gummy, they're selling ear shaped cannabis gummies Listen. together. Million dollar idea. I ain't mad at him. You know what I'm saying? You, you're talking about a, a multi billion dollar industry and a lot of, a lot of, you know, superstars and celebrities and whatnot is trying to get in where they fit in with it. You know what I mean? Hell, Obama got, you know what I'm saying, cannabis stuff named after him. Right. It, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Hey, go and get the money. I ain't mad at you. 
I'm laughing because I, I I scroll down and look at these comments a little bit. Somebody said that's an irresistible deal. <laughs> <laughs> they wrong out here. I, I man, I, I saw it and I was just floored because it's a little morbid. <laughs> I guess just the term I want to use. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um. It threw me off for sure. It'll, it'll sell. It'll sell. <laughs> you ain't wrong about that. Folks are going to buy it. Folks, we're going to spend some money up in this country. We don't do nothing else. Man. Nothing else. So, man, you know, check us out ad-free on the Patreon. Check out with the video option on the Patreon. Check out all the stuff that we're going to get. You know, we got a Discord chat so y'all can join in on. Um check us out follow us on social media what's happening w-h-u-s-h-a-t-t-n-i-n hope y'all have a great thanksgiving follow fred at mr.humble underscore beginnings on instagram and at fred scott on facebook follow me at brad robinson 86 on twitter brad robinson 1986 on instagram tiktok and uh facebook and y'all y'all they finally let me you know i I was mad you know they finally (laughs) let me get my professional mode i think they're letting everybody do it now but whatever i'm part of everybody they let me do it you know what i'm saying i, I I'm, I'm, I'm putting up some, some some good content i got a couple reels up there you know what i'm saying run my numbers up help your boy out you know i'm, I'm trying to be famous <laughs> <laughs> but no man we appreciate the love you know share the show with a friend like us on social media leave us a five-star review and y'all have a happy thanksgiving we'll see y'all next week Peace.